this episode for us to watch for our uh, for our viewing pleasures. Yes, for only our viewing pleasures. So, what we've laid out is a podcast predicated on the idea that we want to watch more movies and that we want to uh, be more well-versed. And, you know, there's no better way of connecting with your past and perhaps with your future, considering that some movies are set in the future. You never know. Like that. Just like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, like, usually, that's mostly how I feel. I just want to watch more movies. And I feel like that'll just broaden my knowledge of this film in general. And that'd be cool. Because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen that are really good. Or at least I've heard that are really good. And I would like to like, you know, actually watch them. <laughs> but this is like fun to do with that. Yeah, it's a fun way for us to talk about it. And the idea of posting it is that somebody... I feel like it's like a reaction video. Like where you watch people way, react yeah. to like an album or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, you're revisiting the emotions that you had when you first heard an album. <clears throat> and like, I don't know. That's what I feel like. I like videos like that too. Like reaction videos and just, you know. Like, you like it's cool to see someone like react to, like there's a dude on YouTube who like, who like reacts with his dad. I've seen him. The little dude. white kid. Yeah, it's like a, a white dude and his like dad. And he's I like, hear my dad from Hampton. Bro, it's just like, it's just fun. like some of the videos, like I didn't watch all, I would just like, like clips of it. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool to see. Just the reaction of someone like appreciating any type of like music. Like they that they don't like listen to usually. You know? Right. It's cool to see. I wish I would have done that with my dad. If I recorded my dad doing too so much music that he likes but anyway uh getting back on track a little bit <laughs> got out of uh so we set it up like this we flipped a coin daniel won the the toss it was heads i asked him if he wanted to pick the first week or if he wanted to pick the second week pick first or not pick first yeah. Uh, he he did not want the responsibility, so he put it on me. Um, so I picked a movie, As you well, of course. As usual. And so I picked a movie that uh, is universally seen. I feel like is like a great movie. I've always heard about it, you know. So As I, I uh, so we just watched Taxi Driver. Um, written by Paul Schrader. Directed by Martin Scorsese. It stars Robert De Niro. And it has a uh, cast that has a lot of names. Uh, really early in their career, late in their career, middle of their career. Nevertheless, Jodie Foster, uh, Sybil Shepard, Harvey Keitel, Peter Boyle, Leonard Harris, Albert Brooks. Um, a lot of cool names. Jodie Foster was like very young in that movie. And played a prostitute. Very young in that movie. And played a prostitute. Very young in that movie. 
Very questionable. Very. Questionable. <laughs> 1975. She was a great actress. It was a different year. For... Wow, was she young? Sure, that was. That that was a little bit wild. I uh, yeah. maybe not ready for that. That was maybe a culture shock for uh, for me. That that is that is a uh, that's one that makes you go, oh okay, this movie is almost fifty years old. Um, right. And you really feel it. Um, you really do. Feel you it. really feel it from the second the Columbia Pictures logo pops up. You really feel how old this movie is. <laughs> that's not fair. But um. Yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts coming into this? Like, what did what have you heard about Taxi Driver? So, I mean, before coming, like, before actually like making this a thing, I had I'd always heard Taxi Driver just like from like people that have seen good movies, I guess. Like you, like had mentioned it. Like obviously, you haven't seen it, but you had mentioned it. I'd heard like friends, like Xavier's seen it. Like he had said something about it one time, like a long time ago. I just heard it, like you know, Taxi Driver. Like that's just like a good movie. So I like, like, I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know Robert De Niro was in it at all. De Niro. De Niro. Um. Oh, I was saying this earlier when we were outside, but like, I don't think I don't know if I've ever seen anything with Robert De Niro in it, like before this, right? Like personally, just I probably just never seen anything with him in it, and so. I heard also about him that he's like a good actor, so I'm like, you know, okay. And he was, he was really good in this, honestly. Like, he's fairly young, like, uh, obviously. Like, yeah. you know how old he was? Because I don't. I was just like, uh, I'm just asking. Up right here. Um, how old? I should. I'm gonna guess like 32, 33 or some shit. But he, but he was really good in that. He was really good in. It. I would love, to, I would love to see something else. Like after seeing that. <clears throat> uh, you were almost dead on. De Niro was 31 when filming the movie. He turned oh, wow. 32. While filming, you said 32 or 33, right? I said 33. Yeah. Um, Damn. And then, oh, Jodie Foster was 12 years old filming this movie. I actually, I did read that she had to go to a psychiatrist. She was um, 12? In California uh, before this movie was filmed to make sure she wouldn't uh, pick up trauma for having watched this movie. I mean, for the end scene, you might understand why they do that. Yeah. But anyway, um, what I want to do... <laughs> okay. I just like, what? That's yeah. insane. 12 years old. Yeah. Okay. So, Dude. what I want to do now, I have ripped a plot summary from Wikipedia, um, which I don't feel like is like you got it from unfair. Yeah, I don't think okay, that's yeah, unfair. No, it's not. I was trying to do it by myself, and I found myself. Did you only get one from Wiki, or like um, you know, a couple? No, I only have this. It's a plot summary. So okay, I'm just, like, just, I'm, you okay, know, I'm just exactly. going through what like a basic summary of the plot. Right. Um, and I was trying to do it by myself, and I found myself <laughs> like way too much detail. Way too like I was like you were doing too much. Was, I was paused at twenty minutes, and I had as much um, written <laughs> as I have in this full plot summary that I pulled off of Wikipedia. Yeah, it was bad. So I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just. I was like, let me stop. I was like, I'm just gonna look for one after. I might be wilding right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going all over. Right now. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, I 
doing a lot. So you deleted a lot. I deleted a whole lot. That's fair though. I mean, like, yeah, that's what you're yeah, supposed to be. Like, but it's just like, damn. And it was all in like the way that I talked too, though. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's really bad. It's really hard to read. But anyway, I'm just gonna read <laughs> then. Uh, it was really hard to read. Uh, okay, Travis Bickle, a 26-year-old honorably discharged U.S. Marine and Vietnam War veteran suffering from PTSD and living alone in New York City. Travis takes his job as a night shift taxi driver to cope with his chronic insomnia and loneliness. He frequently goes to the porn theaters on 42nd Street and keeps a diary in which he consciously attempts to include aphorisms such as, quote, you're only as healthy as you feel, unquote. He becomes disgusted with the crime and urban decay that he witnesses in Manhattan and dreams about ridding, quote, the scum off the streets, unquote. Travis becomes infatuated with Betsy, a campaign volunteer for Senator and presidential candidate Charles Palantine. Travis enters the campaign office where she works and asks her out for coffee, to which she agrees. Betsy confesses that she feels a special connection to Travis and agrees to go on another date with him. During their date, Travis takes Betsy to a porn theater, which repulses her and causes her to leave. He attempts to reconcile with her to no avail. Enraged, he storms into the campaign office where she works and berates her before he is ordered to leave. Experiencing an existential crisis and seeing various counts of prostitution throughout the city, Travis confides in fellow taxi driver named Wizard about his violent thoughts. However, Wizard dismisses them and assures him that he will be fine. In an attempt to find a rage outlet for his rage, Travis begins a program of intense physical training. A fellow taxi driver refers him to a black market gun dealer, Easy Andy, and from, sorry, from whom Travis buys four handguns. At home, Travis practices drawing his weapon and modifies one to allow him to hide and quickly deploy it from his sleeve. He also begins attending Palantine's rallies to scope out their security. One night, Travis shoots and kills a man attempting to rob a convenience store run by a friend of his. Uh, on his trips about the city, Travis regularly, <laughs> Travis regularly encounters Iris, a child prostitute whom he fantasizes about saving. Travis solicits her and tries to persuade her to stop prostituting herself and soon after, Travis cuts his hair into a mohawk and attends a public rally where it seems clear he plans to assassinate Palantine. However, he is chased away by Secret Service agents who see him unzipping his jacket and putting his hand aside. Or, sorry, putting his hand inside his jacket. That evening, Travis decides. Or, sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can I read this the question? <laughs> that evening, Travis drives to the brothel where Iris works and shoots her pimp, Sport. He enters the building and engages in a shootout with Sport and one of Iris's clients, a mafioso. Travis is shot several times but manages to kill the two men. He then brawls with the bouncer, whom he manages to stab through the hand with his knife located in his shoe and finishes off with a gunshot to the head. Travis attempts to commit suicide but is out of bullets. Bloody and injured, he slumps on a couch, sobbing next to a uh, sob. Sorry, he slumps on a couch next to a sobbing Iris. As police respond to the scene, a delirious Travis imitates shooting himself in the head using his finger. Travis goes into a coma due to his injuries. He's heralded by the press as a heroic vigilante and is not prosecuted for the murders. Also, receiving a letter from Iris's father thanking him. 
After recovering, Travis returns to work where he encounters Betsy as a fair. They interact cordially, with Betsy saying she followed his story in the newspaper. Travis drops her at home and he de and declines to take her money, driving off with a smile, and he suddenly becomes agitated after noticing something in his rearview mirror. Um so yeah. Uh, that was that that is taxi driver. And yeah, what were your initial thoughts after watching this movie? Uh, well, my initial thoughts after watching the movie, immediately when it was over, I always, like, just have, like, a rapid thought of, like, okay, how did I feel about that? Did I like it? Did I not like it? I'm like, oh, I like that. And I like the movie. Um, it's just, like, when it ended. And then I'm like, oh, I can see why people say this is, like, a really good movie. Like, it was, I was like, oh, that was, it was really good. Um... I liked oh this first note I fucking put, bro. Dude. Okay, so I just wanna say it, like just saying it. When I saw them on review, I put in parentheses. I want to add that I was drunk when making this. And then I started my review. <laughs> <laughs> so like the first one I put, bro, uh when it started the movie, um there was it was like it like went through the credit not the credits, but like it was like doing like the lights or whatever, and then, like, it, like, zoomed out, and, like, his eyes for, like, the first, like, 15 seconds of it, that shit was dope. That shit was dope. I, like, really like that. So, I, like, I, I liked it enough to where I put it, like, I put it in here, and I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. Um, yeah. I want to see if it's in time for because the cinematography was really good. Um, another cool thing that I noticed piggybacking off of that, like, about, I guess, about the cinematography a little mm -hmm. bit, was, um, I really liked when he was driving around, how it was not focused on him driving around. It was him, because, like, you know, he had said that monologue where he was just, like, you know, he basically said, like, you know, 20 slurs, and he was just like, I'm gonna wipe them all off the street, mm -hmm. or I hope a, a real wave wipes them off the street or something like that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's just like, uh, I, I thought it was really cool the, to see when he was driving around to have it where you all you see is all these people that he's talking about. And you get the idea that the camera is his eyes and him just looking mm -hmm. side to side. At Seeing everything. With that score, too, with, with the songs under, with the music. And while that's yeah. happening for me, I, like, I love, like, hearing, like, the background of it. Yeah. Like, just, like, you know, like, the beeping and the, the people walking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, all that was awesome. You know, it was really well done. Yeah. You know? It really put you in the, in the um... Especially for the 70s, like, wow. Yeah, it really put you in the thing. It, I put it, I wrote this down. They had a $1.9 million budget, which I don't, you know, mm. I don't accounts for inflation yeah um <laughs> I, and i guess while we're on the the subject uh, of the 1.9 million dollar budget the cast made two hundred thousand uh, dollars collectively de niro and sybil shepherd both made thirty five thousand dollars for the movie scorsese made sixty five thousand dollars for the movie so that makes what is that that's 
what, $135,000 just for De Niro, Shepard, and Scorsese, so that means that the rest of the cast made a collective $65,000, no, $75,000, no, wait, $65,000, yeah, $65,000. That's some shit. Yeah, for the rest of the cast. That would have like, it'll be like a good... Bro, there was um, was also a scene where, um, at the beginning, uh, like you have to remind me, but like there, where uh, he went into like some type of office. What like what office was it? Was it that he went into? Like he was trying to get his ID or something. Like the beginning, remember? Like um, at the very beginning, like when he was like, uh, he was like, job? yeah, and was, that's what that's what I'm thinking about. I forgot. Yeah. Um, he like he had said like he had said something that I, um thought was funny, like uh, the the woman was asking him like she had said something about like where he would want to work, and I fucking. I gotta look at shit. That's why I fucking want to Oh, she was like asking him like about how he felt about working there. And she was like, your driving record. And he said, uh, clean, real clean, like my conscience. I thought I was, I, I thought I was like, damn. Yeah. And then he like shunned it away or like shoot it away. Like, yeah. Like a nervous laugh. Yeah. I thought I was, I, I liked it. I liked that too. I liked that scene right there. I thought it was, I like the subtle mention of him going, or them saying, like, oh, you can't sleep, you should go to the porn theaters. And he goes, mm-hmm. you don't think I haven't tried that? <laughs> and then, like, the two scenes later, he's, like, in a porn theater, and you're like, oh, this is a theme of the movie. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it now. This guy is a fucking porn theater. Yo. And, um, I just want to comment on one thing about when he was in that porn theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to pick up that girl, and she's basically, like, like giving him nothing just trying yeah. to pick up the third chick and then he's just like uh you know I can like like really no like what's your name and she's just like I'm gonna I can call the manager he was like why are you gonna do that no I just, I just wanna know your name and she's mm-hmm. just like Tom <laughs> yeah. like, I, bro, I remember like, okay, that okay 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 yeah and I then that. I wrote this down he buys like five candy bars like a small popcorn and an RC Cola, I mean, like, albeit it's a small RC Cola, but, like, she goes 185. I'm like, whoa. I don't remember that. But yeah, damn, no. what the hell? When you buy stuff at the theater now, it's, like, 185 as in, like, $185. Um, when you try to buy that. Five candy bars, a small popcorn, and a soda. How much would that cost now? $6 for the damn drink, at least. A crazy amount. Small popcorn. Yeah. I don't even know. At least like it's like enough to make you not even want it. Yeah, yeah. You're just like this is just like fuck that. I'm good. It's not even hot. Like the popcorn's never hot. Anyway, not good. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. I good. Um. Bro, there was there was some shit I wrote. Not gonna lie, where I was like, I'm like, damn. I don't even remember like when that happened. Like. Because I, I took notes from the beginning, and then I was like, okay, so I put, asking the registered girl for her name that we just talked about, and I was like, oh, he was kind of macking, but like, she was like, fuck off, but he was like, you know, like, his responses were like, really like, okay, weren't bad, and then I said, uh, at some point, the banter between them, she was like, um, I said, this dude's haircut is awful. There was a point in that movie, I can't remember whose haircut it was. It wasn't his, like the main character. It wasn't Robert De Niro. It was like there was some point at the beginning, I can't remember when it was, but like his haircut was like really bad. 
And like now I wish I could remember, but I can't. But oh bro, I love I I did not love, but like I like uh like with their group of like taxi friends. Yeah. Like there's the one black guy. <laughs> like I relate to the one black guy. Like he's just like he's just there. And he's like I, I like how there was one scene where like they walk in, not they walk in, he walks in, and like they're all sitting like in a little diner eating. And then like the the black dude sitting there to like read his newspaper. Yeah. And um he walks in, he's like, he's just like, you got that five you owe me? <laughs> and he's just like, anyway, he just takes it out. You know what I mean? He just hands him the five. He's like, he's keeps reading his newspaper. I'm like, hey. Like, hey, exactly, right? I, I, I like that. I like that scene. Just to like, get that five you owe me, right? Hand it to him. They just start talking. Like, that's dope, you know? <laughs> kind of honest, I guess. I don't... You know. Yeah, with his friends, at least. To a degree, yeah. To the people that matter, right? Right, right. You got it. You got it. Anyway. Sorry. I really liked, I mean, picking up off of that, that in that same scene, when he uh, when he starts talking, I don't know if it's wizard. Um, I read that in the, in the synopsis. Uh, but he... He's talking to that one guy, uh, that one driver, and he's like, the big driver's like, hey, you drive everywhere, right? And he's like, yeah. Mm. He's like, oh, you keep keys on you? And he's like, no, no I need to. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And then he's just like, I don't know about that. Are you sure about that? And he's just <laughs> like, and he like starts seating doubt in this guy's head. And I mean, like, you, you I mean... <laughs> This guy took his first date to a fucking porn theater, so I mean, like, he obviously does not have like. Oh, this man. Yeah, the and most... he's and you can obviously tell he's lonely. I mean, so he he doesn't yeah, he have great sucks, social yeah. skills. So I mean, like anybody who speaks convincingly, I mean, I imagine can can steer this guy wherever he wants to go. Yeah. You know, he can steer him like wherever. And so he starts, like, seeding, like, paranoia in this dude's head of, like, you know, what could happen. And I, I really enjoyed, um, I felt like there was a visual metaphor. When he sits down, he pops an Alka-Seltzer in his water, and you can see in all the bubbles, it's bubbling Bro. up. It's, it's bubbling, and I felt like, in my opinion, when I was watching that, I felt like that was, like, uh representative of like his emotions of like like those and like back to what you said about like oh my clear conscience yeah thing of like yeah it's not and it's like, not and, at all he put it he started really seeding that parent somebody else started putting those like doubts in his head it's not just him yeah like, he started thinking about it because there's a point where he can just like shun those like self doubts away you know it's like oh that's just my yeah for, yeah but yeah. when someone that's else is coming at him and is like what what how what could happen anything <coughs> could happen you gotta protect yourself all those dark thoughts are bubbling up to the surface you like, definitely the to believe it, yeah. and it's like uh you know and then when he sees all the guns he's like i want all of them and he buys all of them. bro that episode like that that scene was really good to me too just because like him like putting in there and like, like bubbles up like you said, and like he's just blank. Yeah. And then like it comes back, and they're like, like he's just staring. Like, bro. I do have this written down. I said Travis is an incel. Yeah, I feel Travis like Robert is an incel. Robert De Niro is an incel. Holy shit. 
way, 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 way before. I mean, I guess not before its conception. It's always been a thing, but <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a downright incel in that movie. It is undeniable. It definitely is. It definitely isn't. Did you notice that scene with um, with Robert De Niro and uh, Jodie Foster? They're in the diner. She's wearing glasses. She takes them off. And then she puts another pair, a different pair of glasses on. And then takes them yeah, off. Takes during them. the dinner. It's like, what? That has to, to me, has Bro. to be like where they filmed two different things. <coughs> and they were like, okay, well, this is going to be the start. Or we're gonna film a a, a part a, a different version where this is the start of the scene, uh-huh. and I just feel like they once they got into the editing room, they didn't they realized they didn't couldn't edit it together. And they <laughs> just like went with it. Yeah, and I mean you don't really notice it because it's like a small thing, but yeah, I was that mm-hmm. made me laugh really hard. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I, like literally, that one too. I literally wrote down Iris really likes glasses. <laughs> Bro, I um, <laughs> that's a good one. There was there was another scene where um, like I was like, then we're still we're, like at the beginning. It was a long movie. Um, there's like where he picks up the dude or whatever. Yeah. And um, he's like obviously he's like stalking his wife because mm-hmm. she's cheating on him or whatever. Oh, that was creepy. That was that was dude. Uh, that was Martin Scorsese. The dude. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I know that. Wow. Well, I wrote um I wrote something about that scene. I'm kinda of like just all over the place, but um he's like talking to him. He's like talking to uh what is it? Travis. Travis. He's talking to Travis. And he's like he's like uh he's like sitting there, he's like, I'll pay you, he's like keep the time thing, keep keep it going or whatever. And he's like, um he's like, You see the window, he's like trying to find the window. I like that scene too. He was like he's like scanning, he's like, Oh, you see it. He's like, Now yeah. you see it. I like that. Then he's like, uh, he's like talking to him, and he's like, um, he's like, oh, like you know who lives up there? He's like, nigga lives up there, <laughs> bro. I laughed when that shit happened. I laughed. I was like, damn, like, cause he was pit- like, you could tell he's like, oh my god. Like, he was like, I'm really, he's like, I'm sick, don't you? When he says that, he's like, he just kept asking me, think I'm sick, think I'm sick, cause he's like, he's gonna go kill his fucking wife, and it's like that scene. I was like, yo, I feel you, bro. Like, whether it was, like, whether the dude was black or white, I'm like, yo, I want to go kill her right now. Not like you actually would do it. I'm just saying, like, I understood. <laughs> I'm just saying, I understood. We're going to cancel before we get going. <laughs> <laughs> I understood his anger in that moment. Like, you know what I mean? I understood his anger in the moment. Yeah. No, I get you. I mean, That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, yeah. Just, like, I like that scene because he, like, projected that well. He was like, yeah, yeah you know what I'm going to do? He's like, I'm going to go kill him. And he's, like, he's like talking. He's like, you think I'm sick, don't you? You think I'm sick? Like, Kevin asked him. He wasn't answering. He's like, I'm sick, don't you? He's like, damn. I have he's not dead-ass. watched a lot of Scorsese's, like, early movies. I mean, this is probably the earliest one. I've seen Raging Bull. I was telling you that earlier. I saw Raging Bull. I saw this is the earliest work of his. I don't know how many of his movies that he's in. I know it is like he got older because I've seen like Shutter Island. Uh, I can't name anything off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, like I've seen some of his older movies. 
and, um, sorry, and I, um, not older, I should say newer movies, I've seen some of his newer movies. <laughs> no way. And, uh, like, it's just a dude, it's fine. Just like you. Um, whoa. movies and he's not in his movies so like I, I, I was really surprised how good his performance was in the movie like he's not in a lot of his through. movies that he does not now not anymore he used to be in them a lot but he's not in them anymore so is that like is it, I'm just, it's just a question is that like big headed um, like you putting no, yourself in I mean, all your movies there's sometimes where like an actor you see a bunch of actors like read and you just feel like they can't do it or like you they aren't giving you exactly what you want you're like well fucking I can do it and then when you know when you put into perspective like how little money they had and they only had $200,000 for cast and like, the only other thing is going and grabbing somebody off the streets which you know works <laughs> the Safdie brothers I mean the Safdie brothers do that the people who made Uncut Gems and um and those movies uh, the people who who fuck made you four gems grabbed it grabbed uh, I think she made through an audition oh, though but I'm just saying like Safdie brothers like there is a scene in um in their movie uh High Life mm-hmm uh, with Robert Pattinson, they, uh, the, the UPS driver in the movie is the UPS driver that delivers to their office. They ask him, do you want to be in our movie? And they put him in the movie. <laughs> and that's the dude that's in the movie. He didn't get paid. He didn't ask to get paid. He just wanted to be in a movie. So, I mean, I guarantee he watches that movie with his kids and he's like, look, this is my scene. This is my scene. Dude. There's a bunch of people that do that. They started with like, uh, Anyway, I'm not going to get into that either. They were heavily influenced <laughs> by Scorsese, uh, by Scorsese. And I'm pretty sure Scorsese uh, produced Uncut Gems. Full circle. There you go. Hello. Bro, you remember the fucking, um, you remember, uh, organize, 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 it's like on a sign in front of him. What was that? What, what was that scene? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, he was walking somewhere. And like the sign in front. I can't remember where he was walking to, though. Like, he was in a building, obviously. Yeah. And, like, the poster was, like, wherever he was walking, I can't remember. It was like, it was in front of him, and it, it said it. It was, like, or, and it was, like, going to the side. Mm. I can't remember what the scene was, though. But I remember it being, like, on the wall. Like the word itself was like it was like going out and then it came down like the letters went down. I have no idea. I don't I, remember. I really. I, I don't. I, I didn't remember stuff, some of the stuff you said. I don't know. Kind of just like I was like, oh shit. I did get. I was like, you're only as healthy as you feel. <laughs> like that. The gun seller dude was like when uh, when he wrapped Bro. it up and he was just like. Uh, so you want weed, dope, pill, poppers, Bro, yes. <laughs> he was a man of all trades in a suit. Yeah. Like, that's the way to do it, man. He was in a like, suit. It's like, no. Methamphetamine, heroin. Like, brother, you have everything. Like, he like, literally was the the man for it all. He was, he was like, the universal plug. <laughs> the universal plug. Like, the absolute universal plug. Um, 
Look, I got guns, <laughs> guns, drugs. All right, all types of shit. Alcohol. Um, alcohol. Uh, yeah, I like that scene too. He was like, "That's a good gun." I like, I like when he was like, he was just like, you know, testing him as a dude's yeah. talking to him, telling him he's like pointing out the window. I like how they established his loneliness by like showing how obsessed he becomes with the guns. I like that too. It, it, yeah. Like, there's a lot of to do in in this two hours where there's subtle stuff where it really builds his character in, like, such a... There's a way to build a character in a positive... Not a positive way. In, like, a... In a, in a way that's, like, a gray area. But mm-hmm. also have it feel like, you know... Um also have it feel like the character is progressing because a lot of people for whatever reason nowadays they feel like you can only progress a character by having them do positive things like the only way to progress a character is to have them do negative things realize that what they're doing is negative and then do positive things and and like oh like they realize they're a bad person so now they're a good person it's just not realistic like some people don't end up that way and like this guy is one of those people it's just like he's not he's not meant to end up like a good person like and it's it's like it's subtle like yeah yeah he really isn't it's just not it's like some life isn't for a lot of people he lives in a big city and he still finds a way to be lonely I mean, aside from his friends, who, I mean, like, he, he tries to open up to, but, I mean, they're just, they're the same as him. They're just cold and hard on the inside, and <laughs> they've been in it for longer than him, too. I mean, yeah. Just the guys he hangs out with, they're, like, in their 40s, 50s, and been cabin for 20 years, I mean. And it's just like, damn. Yeah. And you see it. Bro, like, to piggyback off of that, I, like, there was a point where, like, I'm watching... And, like, I would go back a little bit to the beginning just because, like, this one scene I remember. Well, like, hey, there was one point where I felt bad for him because, like, the, the date they went on, it, like, took to a point here, that's wild, whatever. Like, that goes bad. And then he, like, starts, like, obsessing over her. Yeah. And then, like, when he shows up at her job. And, like, at that point, I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, I felt bad, but I was also like, damn, he's he's wild. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, man. Like, I get it, bro. But you can't do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm watching a movie, I'm like, you can't, you know, you can't do that. And there's people that do that. Like, yeah. he did I, the, uh, he did the, like, textbook slick dude shit of, like, hey, I saw how that dude was talking to you. I just want to, you know, I don't think that dude's cool um, at all. Like, he, <laughs> he's, like he's kind I of a nerd. Want you know. Like, he's kind of a nerd. I don't fuck with that. Yeah, I think he's kind of a nerd. I, I think, I, I, like, I, you, you see that too, right? He's like a nerd, right? He's like a nerd. It's like he's fucking. He's he's lame. He's lame. He's a weirdo. He's lame. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> he's a fucking lame. Uh, that was so funny to me. I was like, why is he trashing dude on the first date? Like, just focus on yourself, man. Yeah, like, you get it together, bro. <laughs> like, you don't need to worry about this dude's this other guy's riz. Like, just worry about it when you're done. <laughs> this other dude. Oh god. Alrighty. Um. So I wrote down some themes. Uh, I'm just gonna run through these. Just I looked up common themes because I have not been in English class in a good while, and so I'm just gonna run through these common themes that I wrote down that I noticed. Obviously, loneliness. I wrote down envy. Uh, it seems like he is really envious of like other people and like how they're able to go through life. Yeah, um, that's fair. Because there's all these other people that are like 
you know, living their lives and doing what, you know, what they want to do and what they have to do. I mean, and, and, you know, Iris is, like, a prime example of that. I mean, she feels like she's doing what she wants to do. And, like, yeah. And, and he's just, like, he envies the idea of taking her out of that situation. It's just not what she wants. She doesn't want it at all. Bro, also the scene, like... <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up just because I like I just think like, I'm thinking of anything, but like the scene where like bro, she's like in there, like he pays for her or whatever, yeah. and like they go upstairs and like he's like trying to talk to her, right. and like she's just like after what she came for as far as like why she's getting paid to be there, yeah. and he's like not fucking with that, and she's like okay, she's not fucking with him <laughs> fuck doing that, and then like I and then like I like the the end of it where like. What is that? A train. You know, uh, I like the end of it where um, he was like talking to her and like they're talking about like where to meet at or whatever. Yeah. And like she's like, okay, are you doing it or not? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. It's like at the beginning where like Betsy, she's like, he's like talking to her and he's like trying to get her to go out. And she's like, what time you, he's like, what time you get off? And I think she said four or five. He's like, I'll be here. And then he was like, he was like, he was there waiting. Like at the beginning, it was it was good, it was nice. And like he was there. It's funny you say that. It leads me right into the next one. Desperation. This dude's desperate as fuck, and it's obvious. Yeah. It's, it's it's so on display, and it's it, it also kind of relates to one of my I think one of my last notes. Uh, I have a few actually. Uh, the I, I think the fragility of the human mind is on full display in this movie, and it is also on display how quickly a person it can take a person to go down the wrong path. Like, it really takes one, two, three bad things happening in a short span of time, and it sends this person down this spiral, this spiral path of like this guy. I mean, he's like literally planning to kill a fucking senator. It's running for president. Yeah. I mean, like, and, uh, you know, to just say, uh, the guy who tried to kill Ronald Reagan in 1981 said he was heavily influenced by this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he said he was heavily influenced by the Palantine stuff with Robert De Niro. Wow. Um, almost killed Ronald Reagan. Um, yeah, those scenes, too, like, in the room, like, just practicing and he's like in the pack uh posters in the back bro there was a scene uh that i put here too i said arm veins on 100 he's like just like you know the back. bro he at one point he was flexing his arm like that his fucking arm looked like a goddamn robot's arm bro like he was like ripped i was like holy shit we got to see his the, arm look crazy the iconic do you feel lucky well do you punk or do you punk bro yeah, that was uh that was fun I also, I, I listen to, I do not know the song, but there is a song that ends in, uh, in the monologue where he's talking about, uh, like all the people that he sees in the street, a oh, sick venal. One day a real way is going to wipe all the real scum off the street. Like there's a song I listen to. I've heard mm -hmm. that monologue like hundreds oh, of really? times. So when it started, I was like, what? Yeah. That is some very twenty twenty two stuff for you. That's it's very Gen Z of me. Um, I'm gonna go into the next theme: morality. Um, gray, super gray. I mean, like, 
from scene to scene, you don't know how you feel about Travis, and you'd like it really takes you through um, like an emotional journey of like, do I want, do I choose to sympathize with this guy, or is he really putting this on himself? Honestly, like, yeah. is he responsible for what's? It's a constant him? battle for sure. Yeah. You yeah. have any thoughts on that? I I, I felt the same way like watching it like kind of how I was like hitting on earlier where I'm like I felt bad for him and then I'm like oh dude like I can't side with that I guess and then as it like progresses this goes with another one I put down man versus self so I mean that's well that's good so I mean as it progresses I'm like he he just got worse like it it became more and more where I'm like ah and then I'm like uh, there was a scene. He was like, uh, he, he 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 like he's like getting more and more not more and more, but he's when he was progressing towards like okay, he's kind of getting crazy. He um he like came up to like the dude like trying to find Iris or whatever at the door, and like the dude's telling him to say like leave me alone, leave me alone. He's like all right, man, get out of here. Like it was a whole scene of him just like fuck off. Like he didn't want any. She's like I don't want any trouble. Like he told me he didn't want any trouble. And then he fucking shoots him in his fucking stomach. And I was like holy shit, what the fuck. Dude, I, I was like, damn, like, that was the, I think that was the, I'm pretty sure that was the first person he killed, like, yeah. as, like, since the movie started, that was the yeah, first person he, like, um, ended. Yeah, that was Harvey Keitel's character. Because <laughs> he just, it was just funny because he kept saying, like, leave me alone, like, at first he was like, he was like, I don't want any trouble, man, like, leave, like, walk away, and he just wouldn't do it, and he just fucking shoots him, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. He, uh. That's tough. Because, because the thing is, he told her her name was something different, he didn't tell her he didn't tell De Niro's character that her name was Iris. She yeah. you know, she went by a different stripper name, something different. She, but she but she told him she told her she told him her real name. Remember? Yeah, but after he asked, he was like, "What? No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's not your name. Like, what's your real name? Yeah, like, I don't want to have sex with you. What's your real name? I'm trying <laughs> to get you out of here." She was like, "Well, I hear you, but I'm not trying to get out of here. That's <laughs> not what I want to do." Yeah. Yeah, and then um, you know his failed senator assassination, where he's reaching into his his, uh, his jacket, turning into him becoming a vigilante and like murdering, uh, like three, like a mafioso, uh, a doorman who works under <laughs> a, like a human trafficker, and then yeah. a human trafficker, him, you know, that's like. One of the oddest turns <laughs> in the movie. It is. For me. Um like uh it was but the thing is is like the fact that they treated him as a hero afterwards is such an a good irony for the rest of the story because like I don't I don't know if it's necessarily irony because like what is because in the beginning, this is who he wanted to be, you know? Like, he wanted to get all these bad people off the streets. You know, well, some of the people would just be like, well, just be a cop then. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't care that bad. But, uh, but, you know, he doesn't actually want to do anything. He's just talking shit. Yeah. Um, but then, like... As he goes along, he becomes that scum that he's talking about. He's trying to kill a politician. He's plotting to assassinate a politician and talking about all these scum on the streets and whatnot. Do you remember the scene where he's fucking, uh, like, when he's there 
I don't know. It's not. It wasn't when he was when he was trying to kill him. Where he was like uh, talking to the Secret Service dude. Yeah. Was that the same time frame, or did that happen no. later when he tried to kill him? That happened later. Um, yeah, he talked to the, the Secret, Secret Service, Service guy. Dude. He like chatted like, him up, and then like when the conversation ends, like <laughs> Secret Service guy was like, "Keep an eye out with that motherfucker." Yeah. It's like you like I don't know. I was just like, damn, this dude is really stupid. Yeah. As far as, like, what he was doing in that moment. Like, just, like... Hand in the jacket running away from Secret Service. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go kill the pimp instead. <laughs> like, yeah, alright, man. That's how your brain works. And then he starts getting revered as a hero. Fucking an hour ago, he was about to fucking be the villain. You know? <laughs> you're about to see this dude's villain origin story, and it's just, like... Like that, it, means, it really just matters what decisions you make in your life. That is like that can really change everything. Yeah, it can. It, it changes legitimately everything. Like you flipping um, your fucking switch like that. And then you know, since we're at the end now, that murder scene is fucking brutal, <laughs> dude. Holy shit! <laughs> he blasts the first dude in the gut. Dude, he's just like, oh my god, he's just laying there. Harvey kind of tells bleeding out, and then he sees the doorman. He just starts blasting. Blasted, dude. And then he goes into Iris. Oh room, my god. And, uh, or no, he gets attacked, right? He gets attacked after killing He does get attacked, guy. yeah, because uh, one of the guys doesn't, like, fully go down on Harvey. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so he's killing the second guy, and the, the first guy comes back, Harvey Keitel's character comes back, <laughs> pops him, and he's like, oh, fuck, and he kills Harvey Keitel in the door, the first guy he shot, yeah, yeah. the first guy he shot, who came back to shoot him, he gets killed, the second guy then dies, or he's about to die, and he gets attacked by a third guy, Yeah, but he go. eventually kills the second guy. And then he wrestles the third guy into Iris's room. And Dude, that shit was crazy, man. Pops that whole right fucking thing. <laughs> While Iris is remember going, the no, point. Remember the point where he me. activates the fucking shit he had built, like in yeah. earlier, like the fucking slingshot gun. I was like, holy yeah, shit, that was sick, that was was sick as fuck. And then it played in because it was like that was the automatic one because there was only one but automatic that shit was pistol sick. that he bought. Mm -hmm. That happened to be the one that was in his switch. Dude, that shit was crazy, wild, and just like him, like killing everybody, like like you said, diving in the room, and it's like, yo, she's like crying, yeah. and he's just in there, fucking like shoots that bullet that isn't oh, there. To, yeah, he's keeps. Oh my him. god, yeah, he just keeps clicking. And then the cops come in, and he's putting his finger his gun to his head, and he's like trying to kill himself with his finger gun. That Dude. was uh, that was a chilling scene. I mean, you can't take your eyes off the screen when that scene is on. Uh, it's, it's it's crazy. Um, that was a yo. That was a crazy scene for sure, man. Did you like the music, like underneath, like the score, like the the jazz music that was playing underneath yes. all the time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She I like the music great. at the beginning too, like when he's like, like he was driving the taxi. That was really good too. Um, the actually <laughs> the guy who made the score for this movie, who made the music, this was the last score that he ever did before he died. Oh damn! Who did he die? Um, in nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs>
There's a, a scene I have at the end too where uh, the transition from his eyes to the rear view and then to the end credits. It was like. Uh, damn, he was only 64. Yeah, he died in 1975 on Christmas Eve. Wow. That sucks. Um, he, uh, I have the, it was like, it was on his eye, like, towards the end of the movie. And then I have the transition from his eyes to the rearview mirror, and then to the end credits. Like, it was just, like, his eyes. And that the way it, like, went through was, like, so nice. So I read a, uh, an online theory about that last scene where he picks up, um, Betsy. Mm -hmm. The, uh... The girl helping out on Palantine's um, campaign. campaign. And uh, there's a lot of people online who interpret that last scene as like a dream sequence by Travis. And when she gets out of the car, yeah. the reason he's angry is because it's not real. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But when people interviewed Paul Schrader, the guy who wrote the movie, he was like, I don't think. I think she actually got in the car. So, I mean, you know, up to okay. interpretation. I honestly genuinely like the idea that, like, she wasn't there. And, like, he's angry that she's the... That's why Every, I... Everyone, everyone sees him as a hero, but she is not one of those people. And that's what... It's just, like, it's, it's so wild because, like, he really, like... And, and like, on her side of it, like... On his on, on his side, but uh, he's like he he really couldn't get over like rejection, yeah. like th like that's where like all that stemmed from. Not all of it, but some of it. It's just, at least at the beginning, because like she was like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking with you, dude," and calls her, he calls her, she went for the job, like, "Dude, come on." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking like." He just like turned his whole fucking. He's like, "Come on, dude." That's some incel activity. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's incel behavior. Um, that is some incel activity, dude. <laughs> Just to get through the rest of the themes, because uh, I don't want to get caught up on it. Isolation, obviously, violence. Mm -hmm. um, Neighbor is all fear. I said this. Yeah, so I mean, those all, are good. It's all, you know, all just kind of. And like, yeah, I don't know. Just like, um, I'm trying to think. I was about to say that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's just this was was a really 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 good movie. I really liked it. Um, what I was saying there was one scene where he's also going through the the transition of like getting more and more like out of his mind, basically. And like there was a scene where like this man's a taxi driver, and these two girls did they get dropped off or they were just walking? But like where uh, he was just like following these two girls in his taxi. One was Iris. Oh, one was, I felt like an idiot. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, that is one thing I did not bring up that I wanted to talk about. That so, scene? So the scene where Iris gets in the car and she's like, take me anywhere. Yeah. She's like, drive. I don't care. Like, turn on the fare. I don't care. Drive. Just go. And, um. He doesn't move. And Harvey Keitel's character comes up, pulls her out of the car and says, hey, on, hey, don't worry about it. Throws him 20 in his car. And then he's like, come on, bitch. Yeah. 
and he then he takes Iris. Some of the dialogue in the movie is like really good. Like I'm not saying like besides yeah, that point, but like that part. But like just like how they can add like you know, for like a stupid say like normal, not normal, but like stuff you would expect to hear. I guess like mm-hmm. realistic dialogue. Yeah, very real, realistic. Yeah, this was this was a really good movie as far as dialogue. Yeah, like, oh, I'll pay you to not see that shit and just like give him money, gives him money and drives off. It's like, damn, bro. But I, but I love the attention to detail where um, he does not pick up the $20 bill until after he gets off his shift. He leaves it on the seat because he's so conflicted with himself over whether or not he should even take that money. He decides to take the money and he does not spend it until he goes to the brothel where Iris works and they ask him uh, for money to go into the uh, into the room. Right, yeah. He gives it back to him. Yeah. He's like, he has, he's like, I don't want your dirty money. It's I'm just not like, giving so... anyone else your dirty money. And it's, and it's made clear because it's all wrinkled and shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a, like a really, really, really good uh, visual detail. Uh, I agree. To really see it in this, like, this fact of, like, this dude has a lot of bottled up violence. Maybe it's for the right thing. Sometimes. But, like, he is not fully there and he's not on the right path. That's, like, the emphasis on what you said again of just, like, what you say, like, man versus, or, like, yeah. Like, there's, like it's, like, the, the whole, I love how they did that the entire movie. Like, I really do. The way it's, like, just, like, damn, like. You're feeling like, ah, oh, like I, I feel you, but I don't feel you, man. I can't do it. It really like, establishes like it does a good job for the whole time. Yeah, it really helps establish the idea of like free will. When free I started will. that movie, bro, you said it was an hour and fifty four minutes. It didn't feel that long. No, it was very, very, very. Sweet. It did not feel that long. Really liked it. Pace was good. Song, music was good. Movie visuals were great. Direction was good. Dialogue was really good. The story was well told and it felt like it was, um, you know, made sense. Like everything, like everything made sense the way it happened. And um, for like a character study where you're kind of really just looking into like a slice of this guy's life and really yeah. just judging his day by day activities. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I, I personally know, I never know how I'm going to feel like going into a movie like one that I've never seen two that's like so old. In the sense for like me being here, like it's pretty old, and like you never know. I personally never know what to go and like what to expect because I'm like, oh, this probably doesn't suck, but it's like I feel a certain way about it because it's older, right? And I shouldn't, but I do, like whatever. Right. And then I'm like, you know, oh, and then like overall, I'm like, oh, that was really good, like you know what I mean? I really enjoyed this movie. I would like to watch another one of his early movies. I was telling Daniel earlier, I want to rewatch French and Paul. But that won't be eligible for this podcast um, because I've already seen it. So uh, <laughs> since we're only doing movies I've never seen and he's never seen, um, and now we're at the end of the show. Uh, so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna rate the movie and we're gonna put it on our big list. And every week after we're done, we're gonna see where these movies rank up against each other. And, Mm-hmm. According to me and Daniel's brains, uh, and how we felt about movies. 
So um, I'm just gonna go ahead and get our ratings. I'll fill out everything in later on. I'll be frank. I gave this movie a strong nine and a half. Like it's, I thought it was an extremely good movie. Like it was easily a movie where you tell someone. I understand why this movie is recommended so often. For it's sure. a movie where you can recommend it to somebody and you know, for sure. guarantee that they would like it. So that's my rating. You said nine and a half. I said eight and a half. It's a very, very uh, good movie overall. Like, I, ve I very much enjoy it. Um, like you just said, I see why people have always said like it's one of the you know movies you should should watch overall. So I very much enjoyed it. Um, I really would like to see some like more of his like early stuff. Just Jesus Christ. Yeah, we'll be moving our our. <laughs> Our moving roommates, our yeah, our roommates are just moving all our stuff out right now. For whatever reason, we get upstairs, everything's yeah, gone. It's just gone. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, we start all we, over. We disappear for three hours. All your furniture. <laughs> but um, excuse me. Very good movie. Um, it's weird to think about that this movie came out like a year after my mother was born. Yeah. Same. Right. Same for me. Like what in the hell? Weird as fuck. Very, very weird. <laughs> when I was five, when this movie came out, and like I was about to say, like Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro in the movie was just like a grown ass man. It's like, damn, bro. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> bro, exactly. You just like, feel like that shit. It's so weird to like hear that the guy who wrote the music for this movie was like, uh, was like dead, like died like a year after the movie. I'm like, what, bro? He like. He watched movies. <laughs> like, stars. <laughs> he watched the beginning of cinema. Like, no, that's insanity to me. Yeah, it is. And he's just like, his, his last movie was in 1970. <laughs> like, think about that. There's, like, movie stars who are, like, old in movies in the 1940s. In the, yeah. Holy shit. Like, that's just weird to think about. Like, this dude was born in, like, 1873. Did he really think he was gonna be on camera? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Did he think that was something he'd be like doing, like, and made a name for like him or herself? Or I mean, imagine being someone who was born in the '60s and like someone telling you now, like, yeah, we're gonna make a TV show, but we're gonna put it on the internet. Yeah, right. And like, you grew up through, like, I'm not grew up, but you aged through You've the seen '90s it, yeah. and you watched the internet like start and like you saw the beginning of web pages. So and, like, think how horrible, like, not horrible, but like how. Beta, I guess the internet <laughs> in, in a beta stage. It That's was. a good one. Yeah, how like downgraded it was. How, yeah, how, how bad it used to be, or how much worse it used to be. Not worse, but I guess compared to what we have now. Obviously. Compared to what we have now, worse for sure. But um, but not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna combine our rating. So me and Daniel's combined rating for that movie was 18. Obviously, it's in the number one spot because this is the first podcast. Uh, maybe it will get dethroned, and that will be a fun time to see that happen. Uh, maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it'll be fucking a month from now. We don't know. Uh, we have to watch the movie first. Um, but next week will be Daniel's pick since he deferred this week. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we deferred will, before. we'll figure that out. To I, I'm going to give him, you know, until tomorrow or whatever. Tomorrow, <laughs> I figured this out in like twenty minutes. I, there's plenty of movies you've never seen that you can Damn. just pick from. Just twenty pick minutes, a movie, though. 
Okay. 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 You're right. You're right. It is a. It is. I am thinking about it too much. It's like literally any movie. And there. And I guarantee, throughout this process, there's gonna be a movie that I pick that you will uncategorically you just won't like. And Same I, for me. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll love the movie, and you won't like it. And I, I imagine there's gonna be a movie that you pick that you like, and I just do not care for. Very okay. And it's, Very sure. And that's the whole point of the list. It's fun to see. Like, if we have a good rating on the same one, it'll be real. And then, you yeah. know, maybe a movie that should be higher and, like, the audience's perspective is lower because I didn't like it. And it'll be, like... Right. It'll be a talking point because I'm an asshole. I like that. Or it'll be a talking point because you're an yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or we're wrong or whatever. Yeah, you're both fucking wild. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I, I do, and I am ready and, like, really, like, excited for, like, that aspect of it all. Just, like, the... Like, everything you were just saying, emphasizing. Yeah, the potential is, like, I... I, I mean, I was Hunter this week. I fucking hated this movie you picked. I just like, what, dude? Or, like, I loved it. Like, it was the best thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we don't know. So I really like that idea. And, like, the and fact just, that we chose to, like, do this. Yeah. It's cool. Just for rapper, I mean, we really did not talk about this movie before this. So. Yeah, really, we really we didn't. Because, well, he did wait till the last possible. <laughs> I told you I would. Yeah, you would. I told him I would, and I did, and I watched it. But he didn't get it done, so... I got it done, done, and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, thank you. Cool. I just want to make sure you're... Uh, you know, I'm just cool. Well, I think that's a wrap on this one.